Welcome to the Detours Podcast. Let's get lost. What's up, y'all? And thank you for tuning in to the fourth episode, the fourth installment of Detours the Podcast. Today's topic is going to be about a segment that I want to introduce. You might have heard me mention it in the first recording, but it's what I want to call Intro to the BGB. And what's the BGB? The BGB is the Big Girl Bible. And what it's going to be about is the good and bad of being a plus-size woman, dating, or just growing up, and just the struggles we might have had to go through. Like, And other people might have gone through it as well, other women, but everybody can relate. So come in, take a seat, and let's get started, y'all. So... I'm going to start with my very first neighborhood boo. Now, to hear a little bit more about neighborhood boo, y'all got to listen to the first episode. But neighborhood boo, I met neighborhood boo when I was eight years old. And he was taller than me. And he was very cute. He was a tall, cute guy. And I just thought we needed to be together because I was tall for eight and, of course, chunky. So I just like, he's taller than me. He's the only one that's taller than me in this whole school that's attractive. So I'm going to need to, basically, I thought me and him were meant to be together, (laughs) y'all. And we lived in the same neighborhood, you know, this and that. So I remember, I actually remember when I first met him. I was on the school bus with my um, best friend. And I saw him get on the bus. He got on the bus after us because he was on the very last street of the neighborhood. So I saw him get on the bus. And I was like, girl, what's his name? He live in this neighborhood? Who is that? And she told me his name. And we found out we all live in the same neighborhood. We started hanging out. And, you know, I definitely made it clear that I thought he was cute. And um, he was all, he also thought I was cute and we just started talking, you know, we just started, I mean, talking. This is so funny. We were talking at a, we would hang out. I would definitely, um, you know, make sure that I was like, if we, if it was a big group of us in the neighborhood hanging out, I was making sure I was there. You know, one person's house had a trampoline. We used to walk around all day. Shoot. I'm trying to remember when we did some homework. We probably did homework right before bed. <laughs> So, yeah, so that that went on for years, years and years and years. We always just, um, you know, just were hanging out as a big group of kids. And you know what? That is so awesome. That's what I want for my kids, like just to be have that neighborhood atmosphere. But the only snafu is going to be me because I'm like, oh, where are you going? Where are you going? <laughs> but um, so. This was the thing, y'all. By the time we were like 10, 11, he liked me, but he didn't want anybody to know he liked me because I was chunky, y'all. And growing up, I had always been told by several different little boys, like, I remember in fifth grade, this one boy told me, he said, you would be the prettiest girl in the whole school if you weren't fat. And I was like, okay, thanks. I think. I don't know. I I low-key agree with him, you know, so that was pretty crazy. But I'm like, 
So how many times has have I been told that? Like, you're so pretty, but you're fat, you know? And so that's just, uh, just one of the many things that have occurred. But yeah, so Neighborhood Boo didn't want anybody to know he liked me as well. And I was cool with that. You know, I'm like, that's fine. I mean, I don't want nobody to know I like you either. I'm playing. Everybody knew I liked him. Um, So time went on and we would hang out alone and we would hang out in a group. And then one time we were alone. <laughs> we were alone one time. And we this his grandmother had a little shed in the back of the house. It was like a sturdy shed. So for whatever reason he wanted us to get on top of the shed there was a ladder i guess he used to hang out on top of the shed so there was a ladder he on top of the shed so he wanted my chunky self to get on top of the shed with him so we on the shed it's no problem but of course as she should have grandma was like uh tell them to get down what the hell they think this is <laughs> so we got down but like for years and years later he was he told me like yeah, my uncle said that that was something you would see off of a movie. Like, y'all were, we were so cute out there. I was like, oh, that's sweet. So I definitely thought he and I were like, that was my little soulmate. So his mother was also in the military. So one year, probably shortly after that um, incident on the shed, he lets everybody know that he is actually moving to Germany. Um, I don't even know for how long, for a year. I don't know if it was the summer. It felt like forever to me, but he moves to Germany with his mother. And it broke my little heart, y'all. It broke my little heart so bad. Every, every now and then we would walk past, me and my best friend would walk past his house and we would chit chat with his uncle and his grandma. And his grandma even gave me like a, a school picture of him. <laughs> I don't know what I did with that picture. But um yeah, his grandma even gave me a little school picture of him. It was cute. But um he was gone for a minute. It felt like a lifetime to me. But when he came back, so he didn't want nobody to know we were together or, you know, together quotations. But when he came back from Germany, he's just telling me about he was with some girl and, you know, they used to be in this little tunnel thing. Some girl in Germany, like, they used to be in this little tunnel thing, kissing and stuff. I was big mad. I was like, oh, yeah, well, you know, good thing she in Germany. <laughs> but, um, so, but when he got back, I don't know what happened, but he was ready to go public. So, we're, by this time, we might be in seventh grade. So, he was ready to go public with the fact that we're boyfriend and girlfriend when he got back so because we had already been boyfriend and girlfriend in my eyes y'all so when he got back and he was ready to go public I didn't want to go public because I'm like I don't want to be in the hallway tongue tongue kissing in seventh grade like I, I'm supposed to be the good girl I'm in the honors classes and I'm in the soccer team and I'm co-captain of the soccer team I don't want nobody knowing what I be doing <laughs> so um you know, the most I would probably do was, like, hold his hand. You know, he would make sure, like, we weren't in the same classes, but he would make sure, you know, he we hung around each other. We walked together. You know, I would hold his hand, but, like, we ain't kissing, boy, in front of all these teachers. Are you crazy? So, eventually, 
in what I think is like other girls saw like the attention I was getting from him and they saw how much I was just like crazy about him and basically he started getting a lot of attention from some other girls and they swooped in and got him they swooped in and got my boo my neighborhood boo (sighs) so now we but here's the thing so now it's back so in the neighborhood in the neighborhood we're together but at school he's with um He's, you know, getting all this attention from other folks, other people who might give him the PDA that he was looking for, which I wasn't ready to give. I mean, I don't think I grew up in a really PDA type of household and I wasn't ready to give that at that time. I mean, we were like in seventh grade, so it's a no for me. (sighs) So, you know, there we go again. He don't want nobody to know that we're, um, you know, together. We're together in the neighborhood. Everybody know this. Um, So, a year or two later, when the relationship got uh, physical, it was still, he don't want nobody to know that we're uh, together. So, he was my very first instance of a guy who likes me, who I know likes me, who doesn't want anyone to know that he likes me. And there's been so many others like that. Now, not to that full extent, just guys who, like in high school, like I know they like me, but they don't want to take it there because they don't want, you know, they don't know what their homeboy is going to think. And I'm like, what a waste. What a waste. You could be... Like, by high school, you could be happy. Like, you're a basketball player, I'm a cheerleader. You're a football player, I'm a cheerleader. We could be together. This is what it's made for. Because, yes, y'all, I was a cheerleader. I was a junior varsity cheerleader. And then I was a um, a varsity cheerleader. But cheerleading was my was not my first love. I initially wanted to do uh, the majorettes called the Silver Stars at my school. And I'm going to tell y'all a short little story about that for the BGBs. So, y'all, I tried out for the Silver Stars. I was one of the best. I don't care what anyone says. I was one of the best in that audition room that day. And I was toe-to-toe with with girls who who were trained dancers. And keep in mind also that I went to a high school where I wasn't... um, I wasn't zoned for that school. I went to that school... Um, on a magnet program so I wasn't zoned for that school so I'm staying at school you know my mother's working two jobs I'm staying at school late no ride home half the time I'm staying at school late to try out for these um silver stars for these majorettes so we try out we do the routine it's a fly routine I'm shaking it because you know I can dance y'all no training no nothing just straight Atlanta savage I'm straight Atlanta. You can't tell me nothing. I'm big. I'm about to do a split on both legs and do it better than all y'all. And so I tried out and this is what they would do. They were trying to get me out. They were trying to re- weed me out. <laughs> so we would try out, do the whole routine. They'll give us 60 seconds. We got to do the whole routine again. So I seen people to my left and to my right messing up on the routine. Little skinny chicks messing up like 
like, oh, wow, she don't know it. Oh, wow, she can't do a split. Ugh, ugh. And so <laughs> long story short, at some point I knew and I knew intuitively and I'm like in like probably 10th grade, 9th or 10th grade. And I knew already intuitively, intuitively that they weren't going to give me the um, position because after we tried out multiple times and I did so well, multiple times, they had us sitting outside for a long time. And by this time, I'm trying to catch the last bus to get home. So I am like, I started crying, y'all. I'm really emotional. So I started crying. And then one of the girls who was already on the team, she was like, why are you crying? I was like, because I know they're not going to give it to me anyways. They just need to let me know so I can go ahead and get up out. Because I'm all the way over here on Northside Drive. Meanwhile, I live way on the west side. So they come back out. I didn't make it. I was upset, but I was able to get home. So that's fine. But um, the reason why I didn't make it, according to one of the captains, was that the school said the the leader said um we don't have she can't be on the squad because we don't have a uniform that's gonna fit her so they didn't have a uniform to fit me and that's why I didn't make it meanwhile the girls who didn't get the routine who did mess up they and also a couple of them couldn't dance they made the team (laughs) but it's okay because guess who was one of the judges the cheerleading coach. So maybe a week later when they had cheerleading tryouts, she remembered me and that's how I ended up on the cheerleading squad, which is excellent because I cherish my cheerleading days so much. It was so fun. With cheerleading, we were able to go to practice. We go to the games. We ride the bus and then we go home. Like with the other with the other stuff, they practice for hours. You know, they're with the band, so they're out there. In the summertime, all day, it, it would have been too much for me. But, um, so that was one of my first experiences with just, um, discrimination. <laughs> but, um, it's okay because it worked out so well. But it's leading me to the next guy, or really multiple guys who liked me. But I'm going to talk about the one. It was this guy in high school who I liked so much, y'all. It's so crazy. What was his name? I'm not going to say his name, but it started with a C. You know, one of the best letters in the alphabet, M. But anyway, it started with a C. And I don't know what I liked about this boy. He was not this tall guy. He was on the uh, basketball team. And I knew for a fact he liked me. This is how I knew so the summer in between ninth and 10th grade, Facebook had this thing called an honesty box where you could send anybody an anonymous, an anonymous message. So he sent me a message. It was real sweet. I kept it for years. I don't know what happened to it. I even wrote about it in my, in one of my college papers I had to write where they, it was for the newspaper where they just wanted like a background on a friend who was a friend that you lost, that you missed, blah, blah, blah. So, um, this is what it said. This is not verbatim, it, but this is the summary. It said, you're not big. You're sexy. You'll always be my cheerleader. And I was like, ooh. And so, 
Me being the private detective. See, y'all, I miss my calling. Me being the private eye that I am. I narrowed it down to who it was. Okay, so he didn't. He probably didn't want this. But I narrowed it down because everybody else who likes me on the basketball or football team, uh, we were already like, you know, we were already in contact. Like, we were already like, I know you like me. Like, we already chit-chat, but we're not going to date. We're not doing anything. We're just, we're friends. So I already know this. So the only one that I didn't have any kind of contact with was this guy, C. So I knew it was him. So... <laughs> I sent him a message back and I was like, oh, that's sweet. You know, maybe we can, um, you know, just make something happen when school start back or during the summer. And he was like, yeah, maybe we can. And then um, he was also like, how you find out it was me? I'm like, boy, let me say something. I'm a Virgo and a Virgo knows this thing, these things. And we're going to find out if nobody else find out a Virgo going to find out y'all. So it was a very sweet message. Um, it's one that I still cherish to this day. But when we got back to school in the 10th grade. <sighs> when I got back to school in the 10th grade, y'all. He did not talk to me no more. Like we would make a little eye contact. But he started dating like one of the underclassmen so we were in 10th grade he started dating the ninth grader and I was so distraught I was like oh my god I thought we were gonna because this is somebody I was already into but it was just like another one of those things where you could have you could have you could have you just worried about what other people might say but who cares what your friends say tell your friends Excuse me, I'll tell your friends that you talking to somebody who is awesome and they need to get like you and come to the big girl side. But they didn't. I mean, he didn't. So, I mean, we never really talked again after that. He would just look at me. I would look at him one day in class. I mean, he knew I liked him, though. But one day in class, we were like in English class. I posted this little video of this funny commercial, this legendary commercial, like, you lint liquor. I don't even know what it's about. I think it was some gum. But the lady was like, you lint liquor. So, because <laughs> she called her man cheating. So, I posted that on Facebook. And he came to class, and he looked me in my face. Like, as we were leaving for the next class, he looked me in my face and, like, made a comment off that video. Like, he... um made a quote off that video and looked me in my face and I'm like I just looked at him like I I knew what he was doing but I just looked at him and then like walked around him and then ironically in that same class I don't know if y'all know but some of the desks in the schools be tripping so like in that same class one day I had leaned over in the desk and the one of the legs broke <laughs> one of the legs broke right in front of him and I was so hurt because he laughed with some other guys and only one guy who didn't laugh who um he's he's cool me and him are friends too but um like just regular friends his name's we're gonna call him d dr and uh he he didn't laugh though he he was mature way back then but the teacher was like are you okay i was like yeah i'm just upset because um c was in here and he saw it and he's laughing <laughs> so um 
with C though at the end of the school year. You know, we get the yearbook. So C was over there sitting in his little clique. And the funny thing is, I used to talk to, I used to be cool with all his homeboys in the clique. And all of them, we all associated. I just didn't really talk to him much. And so, um, cause he just kept a girlfriend, like, and they were always the year under us. And I was like, always annoyed <laughs> by that fact. And, um, but they were cute girls. So, hey, it's, it's cool. But, um, at the end of the school year, y'all not gonna believe this. I gave him, I gave the table my yearbook. He wrote in the yearbook, like the very same thing that he wrote in the honesty box. He wrote in the yearbook and I was like, he playing games. He playing games with me. <laughs> but no, that was sweet though. I still have that yearbook too. He, the very same thing he wrote in that yearbook. I mean, wrote in that honesty box on Facebook. He wrote in the yearbook. He reiterated it to the full extent. And I think that was sweet because I was like, here he is. He put in the yearbook. And it was handed back to me, so I don't know if anybody else saw it, but I'm like, he signed his name and everything, so I'm like, hmm, okay. So I just continued to like him for many years after that, but like I said, he kept a girlfriend, kept a girlfriend. And one day, as an adult, one day, and this is going to be the end of the story on Seed, though, but one day as an adult, after, because, you know, I'm thinking, okay, shit, we out of high school who cares like who cares we are so far out of high school i'm trying to um i'm an adult now and i'm trying to put it on you put it on your little skinny self and let's go <laughs> so uh, i think this was after i had my son and everything so my son might have been like you know what this is like about three years ago so my son was probably about six and um I call him single. I call him single, y'all. Got him. Got him. <laughs> I call him single. And we were on Facebook just saying regular stuff like, hey, 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 you know, how you being? Good. That's what I'm saying to him. And um, nothing really becomes of it. So I'm just like, okay, well, fuck. I see he's still on the BS. He's still on the BS. Whatever. I gotta go. But... <laughs> one day i'll never forget it oh i never forget it y'all i was on facebook see why everything happened on facebook facebook might be the root of all evil <laughs> but no so i was on facebook and i posted something about how to get away with murder and i was like who killed wes is it bonnie is it so-and-so and then i said the plot thickens the very last thing i said was the plot thickens okay at about two o'clock in the morning I wake up out of nowhere. I'll get on Facebook on my phone and I see that he posted like a shirtless. He posted a shirtless photo and he had his little arm over his head and he was showing his little, his little lion tattoo. And he, he's so skinny y'all, but in the best way, cause he got some big old arms, but his chest skinny, but them arms. Ooh. So anyway, he posted, he's, from the neck up, he's laying in the, not the neck up, the waist up. He's laying in the bed and he got his arm up over his head. And this was his comment over the picture. Guess what it was, y'all? The comment over the picture was the plot thickens. I said, oh, 
<laughs> he playing. He playing. So, <laughs> but um, I did see that, and um, he deleted it. It was a post and delete. But um, I was like, I see you, boy. I see you. <laughs> so, but nothing ever came of that, you know. Um, shortly after that, he got another relationship. He married and all that stuff. I wish him the very, very best. And um, yeah. So that I'm just like, why do you guys who care so much about what your friends think? Like, so what? Your friends probably like a big girl too. Your friends like me too. Stop playing. You know who cares? Who? cares if you got a problem with me being big come on and work out with me you know let's go walking i'll probably outrun you let's go me versus you i'm a win bm i'm a winner i'm a track star okay that's not the words but yeah um and then what else after this so but in between all that while in high school i did meet my child's father and one of the reasons I fell in love with him is because he did not care about my weight at all. So he was a guy, muscular, attractive, a light skin tone, which it doesn't matter, but I'm just giving you guys a visual. Very attractive face, you know, attractive smile, deep voice. He didn't care about me being big, okay? He would flip my ass over like a toothpick, like he could pick me up, <laughs> So he was my first experience with a guy who like he made me feel small in the bedroom. You know what I mean? Like small in a good way. He made me not feel big in the bedroom like he was like, "Oh, you your leg can go up that high. Let's take it up that high." You like, "Let me pin your legs up. They go they fit like that." Okay, let's do it. Um and so that's one of the many reasons I fell in love with him during that time. So basically from 17 to <laughs> to 29 okay so yeah that's why I loved him he was the first one and then the second one who didn't make me feel big in the bedroom was of course Mr. Tesla but that's another story but you know what he's on this story too because I don't think that Mr. Tesla wanted anyone to know that we were dealing and I think of course like I already mentioned previously that he chose the person who wasn't big because I mean because that's what he wanted to do so, um, I think that was definitely played a part in it. And also when I gave him an ultimatum, like I just realized this recently, like I gave him an ultimatum in February, like the way it's going, isn't going to work for me. Like we need to do things. We need to, you know, there, need, there needs to be more going on here. Like you're not going to, what are you doing here? Like, you're not going to just be wasting my time. So he agreed, of course, while we briefly reconciled he agreed to do better we we're going out we're going to see each other more we're doing all this but it never came into fruition partially because he was already doing that with one person and he he probably was like uh that's a lot of money paying for two of y'all i gotta take two of y'all on dates i mean i gotta do a lot that's what i gotta give two of y'all gifts and that's a lot so he chose he chose wish him the best moving on but it's like I don't think they want big girls to have self-esteem and to demand more we should demand more out of these men like you're not gonna just 
take, take, take and not give anything. And I think that's what a lot of men expect from bigger women. But I'm glad I'm seeing a shift in women and their confidence. Thanks to the times we're in now, like you have better clothes for big girls now, way better. Because back in the day, I'm telling you, my mama couldn't find me nothing in the kids section for my size. So I had to wear, you know, little frumpy adult clothes for the most part. She did when she could find something, she did. And sometimes I will even wear my brother's clothes because, you know, that's the point I had gotten to. Like, I just wear my brother's clothes. They're not, they're new and they're like, you know, in style. So I'll wear his little long baggy shirt with some baggy pants and a headscarf. And that'll be that. You know, the little headscarves that used to be in back then with my little ponytail. And that was a wrap on that. And so, so I basically had like a early 90s style in the 2000s. (laughs) So, yes, but for the BGB, the Big Girl Bible, though, one good thing about Mr. Tesla was the day he had me sit on his face, y'all. I was so scared that he wasn't going to be able to breathe. I was so scared for him. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, can you, can you breathe? Oh my God. And he was like, yeah. And y'all, I was up there for a long time, like... I don't know why, like, I had never done that before, but he could have told me, like, it's probably better to be on your knees and reversed or on your knees and, um, you know, he has his head down, but he had his head, he had his head propped up on the pillow, so it never dawned on me to be on my knees. I'm like, I'm not trying to suffocate this man, so I did, like, a squat on his face, and I'm thinking this is going to be... He just going to taste it real quick. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I was up there for a long time. I couldn't walk regular for about two days. My my muscles were screaming for two days. Okay. I had used muscles I ain't never used. Because I'm like partially trying to hold myself up and trying not to suffocate this man. But it was a good time. A memory I will cherish. And a memory that just didn't make me feel like a big girl in that moment and it was so good like I love being a big girl like I got a big name I got a I'm a big girl and I got a big personality so it all fits it all ties in but just that experience and being with him but it just made it so much better you know like I feel like he I had to teach him some things though because I feel like he was scared like he didn't know how far how flexible I was and I'm like Sir, put your body on this leg and lift, and we're going to lift it all the way up so you can get on up in there. (laughs) He was like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, pin it up, pin it up. So I don't think he realized, but um, it doesn't matter now. But yeah, just that experience with my neighborhood boo, I think it caused me to be okay or be used to people not wanting other people to know that we were together and that's not okay that's not okay at all like if you see a girl who likes you a woman that likes you you need to scream it from the mountaintops because she ain't gotta like you I don't care what she look like if she cute she take care of herself you better scream it out to the mountainside you better let the world know but I feel like there were so many relationships friendships that could have been relationships 
that were passed up on because of my size. And this was a time when I wasn't even like if I could go back to the size I was then. I mean, that's by <laughs> like I wasn't even big, big like then, you know what I mean? So I'm like, y'all missed out. And, you know, like you missed out on what could have been so amazing, could have been great for you. Emphasis on for you. So, yeah. But it wasn't all bad. I did. I had my fair share of regular boyfriends, just regular boyfriends that we just went to the movies or something like that. Nothing more, nothing less. Um, yeah, and I had a lot of guy friends that were interested and who did want to let everybody know it. And, you know, some a couple of them I still keep in touch with today. They keep in touch with me through social media. And so it wasn't all bad. I mean, I dated two guys with the same name back to back. And it was great because I didn't have to worry about um, calling one the other's name when I um, spoke to them on the phone. So it worked out really well for me. And, (laughs) you know, and then I dated a guy with the same C name. Um, so, you know, just regular stuff. He was a cute little guy. He he had dimples, y'all. He had the cutest little dimples. And that's my weakness, okay? If anybody want to know what my weakness is, is a man with dimples. Oh, my God. I love dimples, y'all. Like, cheek dimples. They are so cute. <laughs> so, yeah, he looked, he had a little baby face. And he looked, he had a little, little dreads. And he had a little baby face and dimples. And I thought he was the sweetest little thing. But he ended up being an entire hoe out here in these streets. And I didn't even know. (laughs) I didn't even know. Oh, yeah. And then I'm thinking about this guy I dated very briefly. All these guys, all these ones I just mentioned were very brief. I'm talking a couple months. We just, you know, going out on dates and whatnot. So one, I went to the movies, went to Six Flags. And then I had a real... I think this guy, his, we're going to call him Jojo. And Jojo, Jojo, we worked at the same job. And Jojo was dark skinned, smooth dark skin. I'm talking chocolate, like dark chocolate. And he had like really wavy hair. He had a big old head though. <laughs> he had really wavy hair and a big old head. And um, Jojo I was 15, 16. Jojo, we worked at the same job. Because, okay, so keep this in mind, y'all. So in high school, I am in the honors program called the International Baccalaureate Program. I'm a cheerleader. And I have a part-time job at Kentucky Fried Chicken. And me and Jojo worked at the same job. And I'm just trying to think of how did we even start talking. It's, It's no telling. Oh, I remember... I don't know how Jojo ended up being the one. Oh, Jojo lived by my neighborhood. So we would sometimes walk home together after work or even before work, walk to work together. Uh, He didn't live in the same neighborhood. He lived a few streets down. So Jojo, he, um, well, he and this other guy were competing for me at the job. So they were both like, you know, I had a choice between the two. And one of the guys, I don't know what his deal was. He was around our same age, but he was like emotionally unstable. Like he would have little, he would spaz out at the job. So 
Jojo with his chocolate self and his nice little smile, he he got me. So Jojo, <laughs> it was so sweet, y'all. One day, Jojo, um, so we were at work and I'm in the back. And then one of the um one of the our coworkers, this guy named Lester, one day he came back there and he like we had okay, so you wash dishes, right? So we're, I'm by the sink. So you wash dishes. So it was my birthday. I was at I was at work on my birthday. And it was like my 16th birthday. So I'm in the back by the dishes. So at KFC, you know, they have the big old sink, like a big old sectioned off sink. So I'm over here by the dishes putting something in the sink. And then after you wash them, it has like this little part of the sink that is just for sanitation. It has this little liquid substance that is sanitizer. And after you wash it, you put it in the sanitizer. And what this does is like, if you miss the spot or if you can't wash dishes, it makes sure the dishes clean so it can be used for, you know, the next people. Now, you got to still wash it. It ain't cleaner, but it's just complete sanitation. So for safety. So it was some fresh sanitizer in that section. This guy, Lester, <laughs> he came back to the back. He blocked me in and he he was looking around and then he just he lifted the stopper out of the sink to let the sanitizer out. And I was like, what the hell he doing? And I was like, okay, bro, it's weird. So I tried to get it from around him and he wouldn't let me by. He was like, oh, hey, this needs some new sanitizer and this needs to be done. Can you do this real quick? And so I was like, yeah, the fuck? So I did it very much questioning what the hell was going on. So then I got done and I came back to the front of the um, KFC and Jojo, who was off that day, I see Jojo walking in with like, this big old bouquet of balloons. It was like Tweety Bird and just happy birthday, like expensive shit. Okay. He spent some money on your girl and a cake. And it was so sweet. Like he and like all the coworkers, they had got me, they had, you know, they didn't get it, but they had gathered around saying happy birthday. And it was real sweet of Joe, Joe, <laughs> real sweet of Jojo to do. And you know, that was my probably real first, like, boyfriend boyfriend like everybody knows he you know buys me things so yeah he was most definitely the first guy to like buy me things and do something for my birthday and it was a, a public relationship so I also cherish that thank you Jojo but as usual being the fly girl that I am someone at that job not everybody was happy for me there was another girl, she was, so we were teenagers. This girl was probably like 20. And I guess people had been, she wasn't even on the shift that day. So homegirl was not on the shift, but I guess she heard people saying like, yeah, Jojo did this for DQ and they was so sweet and they were kissing and hugging and he was so nice of him to do. So again, so we're like 16. He was probably 17. So I'm 16. I just turned 16. He was 17. And this girl was like 20. And long story short, she swooped in and got him. She swooped in and stole my man, y'all. How I found out she stole him, like I started, I called him one night and he's like, oh, I'm at 
a different co-worker house and at this different co-worker house which was a chick I was cool with the other girl was there so it was just those three and then all of a sudden they were dating and I was like wow that's messed up so I was hurt though I'm like girl you ain't got no 20 year olds you can mess with what is you doing so yeah he broke my little heart but they ended up breaking up and then he got with a different chick a different chick at job and by this time by that time I was you know done anyway it didn't matter but by that time it was over he got with a third I mean a second chick and um that chick we actually ended up she was a year older than me but we ended up going to the same um college so I was initially kind of mad because I'm like both of y'all both of these other women or girls one was a woman but both of them knew that you know we were together or whatever but it's cool you know if they wanted my little leftovers that's fine that's fine I really think it all stems from a little bit of jealousy but that's okay so we ended up going to the same school and I last saw her she was still in school and I was about to graduate and I was pregnant and I saw her and we I waved at her you know I was like what's up and kept it pushing I don't know I don't even remember her name I hope she's doing well to this day and I hope Jojo's doing well as well and you know what happened there. y'all know what happened after that after that 17 met my son dad and whoo child whoo child that's the story for another day that's gonna take a whole nother that's gonna take a whole nother recording that's gonna take a whole nother episode but he won't be talked about in length because you know when you're like that healed from a person that hurt you you can't really talk about them at length because it's like uh, no so he'll be mentioned in spurts <laughs> as he becomes irrelevant and he has yet to do that <laughs> no I mentioned him a few times but yeah so that was a whole new situation because by the time I met him ooh child ooh child ooh child I mean yeah he was okay with everybody knowing we were together at the job or whatever and it just led to a whole mess but one thing I can say about him, he also worked at this KFC child. This KFC probably needed to be featured on Maury or something back then, but he, we worked at that job as well, and that's where we met, and uh, he didn't care who knew, and also there were other women that tried to talk to him and like swoop in and get him, but when I was there, it didn't, it didn't work, so that's cool. That was big of him. That was just the women at the job. Now, women outside of the job, then that's another story. Okay, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, so back to the topic at hand, the BGB. I'm going to be mentioning this. I'm going to mention this throughout the podcast, just different things that come up either from you you all's comments or something that I might experience now that I'm back in the dating world. So just different things I might experience. Um, And it just... I think it stems from confidence. So today, today, if I'm dating, if I date a guy and if he expresses to me that he doesn't want or if he acts like or expresses that he doesn't want anyone to know that we're talking, then we're not talking. He is a no. And it's funny, the last person to do that was, of course, Mr. Tesla, he never said that, but it was obvious from his actions. And so 
with Mr. Tesla, he was somebody from my past. So he got a pass. He was from my past. So he got a pass. But understand, none of these guys deserve a pass. So no one knew will ever have that opportunity because I'm extremely grown now. <laughs> and I was cute as a child, but now I'm just amazingly gorgeous, y'all. And so are you. And we just have to let people know. The same thing with consent. We have to let them know ahead of time that we're not going to be in the closet. We are not anything to be kept in the closet just because you don't want nobody to know. You you ashamed or you're not ashamed or you're only ashamed when your homeboy know or you're only ashamed when your auntie that don't like fat girls know, you know, unless she don't like fat girls because somebody called her fat when she was a child. And, you know, all that got to stop. We got to stop the self-hate because I think it it stems from, you know, your own personal things and like. Even with C back in high school with C, um, I liked him. It was clear. We used to ride the same bus to school. He didn't live in my neighborhood, though. I have no earthly idea where he lived. But um, I guess everybody who lived on that side of town kind of rode the same bus because we were all coming from that side and we were going all the way to Northside Drive. So one day... I guess like he liked this girl and she just kind of dogged him out. She was a little meanie. But um, one day, you know, I'm looking cute one day. It was picture day, child. Tim, this was also probably 10th, 11th grade. I might have been 11th grade. So I'm looking cute that day and he gets on the bus. So I'm wearing like this little blue top with like little puffy sleeves and I got my hair done. One and then one of those little styles with the little clip in the front. And he's like, oh, hey, mom, my mom said you're really pretty. And I was like, she did. That's so sweet. Thank you. So is she. I'm like, bro, even your mama on my side. Come on, stop playing with me. But <laughs> yeah, so just, you know, just wasting time. But again, we were kids. I did try as an adult. Um, and that's a wrap. That's a wrap. I am so ready for the new more and more guys are becoming okay. They're good with people knowing that they're with a big girl. Not all of them, though. But I'd say the mature ones who can handle it are. And that's who I'm looking for in these streets. And that's who y'all should be looking for, too. So this is our intro to the BGB. I want to hear y'all stories, though, because I know we got other stories out here. Let me hear y'all stories of the good, the bad, and the ugly growing up and dating and just being a beautiful plus size lady. Okay? So we'll talk soon. Bye.